This is the Why We Travel podcast, the podcast dedicated to those who want to explore the world on their terms. Each week, you'll hear from amazing travelers and experts sharing their best travel stories from the road. Listen to their unique travel experiences and get insider tips about their favorite destinations. Whether you're an experienced world nomad or just getting started, this podcast will inspire you, improve your travel skills, change the way you travel, and motivate you to get out and see the world. Discover the art of independent travel and meet fellow travelers in our online community. Now, let's get into it with your host and world traveler, Claus Louder. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Why We Travel podcast. Today it will take us to Sri Lanka, island next to India. I don't know much about it, so therefore I have a guest with me, Philip. Philip has been to Sri Lanka. He wants to talk about his round the island tour. Phil is from Germany. He's 34 years old. He's only a part-time traveler. He has been to 102 countries by now, so he has a ton of experience in traveling, and we will get a little bit of that experience now. And he has been also on a round-the-world trip in 2015, and he likes adventurous packing trips off the beaten path. So let's get into it. Hi, Phil. How are you today? Hi, Klaus. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Phil, tell me a little bit about your very first memory being a traveler. My first memory? Yeah. I think when it all started was a business trip to Shanghai more than 10 years ago, where Shanghai or China itself was not a very popular tourist destination. Yeah, a lot of Things have changed. Maybe today it's also not the best place to go at the moment or a little bit difficult, but it was traveling for work, being away from home as I was 20 years old. And it was a real cultural shock, uh, not just the culture, but being in such a country away from my very small village in Germany and basically with no friends, no hobbies, no nothing but work in a jungle of concrete. But it developed quite nicely and I could explore the positive sides of a 20 million metropolis, which has basically everything to offer you can imagine. So at the beginning, very not nice experience with a lot of being homesick turned out to be an exceptional trip, which I started lit the fire in me for traveling and exploring new cultures and getting to situations which might not be comfortable in the beginning, but turn out as very, very valuable experiences afterwards. Okay. That's most often the case. So very wise words there. Now, a while ago, I took you to Sri Lanka. It's not necessarily a main touristy area. A lot of people think it's India, but it's not. So tell me a little bit, what made you think going to Sri Lanka? We did some research about Sri Lanka, especially initial research was about what is a good travel time or what is a good travel destination for March, April. In Sri Lanka, you have different regions where different months are specifically good travel advisories to go there. And yeah, it fit to our plan. So especially when you're doing a round trip and travel through many of these regions, you have to plan a little bit and that fit quite well to our plans as well as it was supposed to be low budget destination. So not that expensive 
to travel to. It was a very nice country for outdoor activities as well as cultural experience. And since I tend to travel to destinations where it's a little bit more exotic than the mainstream, Sri Lanka was for me one of the perfect destinations for such a trip this year. Okay, you said it's a little bit more exotic. So tell me about the vibe. What's the atmosphere when you arrive in Sri Lanka? It was a very relaxed atmosphere. From the beginning, we decided not to go to the capital where is the biggest or the only international airport, but to move to a small town right next to it, which is called Negombo, which is even easier to travel to than going to the city center of the capital. And that was a very nice beginning because it was a quite small town, access to the beach and a very nice place to just getting started with, I would say, cultural and food introduction of this country. The vibe was from the beginning very relaxed, especially when it comes to safety. It's a country where I never felt unsafe or insecure in any situation. The people were really friendly. And at least for me, I had the feeling that tourists are very welcome in this country. So in some travel destinations, you have mixed feelings about will people welcome you or which attitude they have towards tourists in this place, especially in this time after two years of the pandemic, or at least I had the feeling people welcoming tourists a lot. Okay. Now from the climate, obviously it's in a very hot area. You said you need to find the right time of the year. How was the climate for you there? And what's the climate if you shouldn't go there? I think the climate is quite stable when it comes to being a warm country in general, a very warm and sunny destination. When it comes to times where you should not travel to Sri Lanka, it's more about the rainy season and maybe season where the Indian Ocean is threatened by some thunderstorms or even hurricanes, typhoons, whatever. It's more about the rain than the question like in Europe, hot or cold. But in the country itself, it was surprising that you have very different regions and landscapes. So that's important to know before you plan your trip. You have the beach areas or the regions which are famous for beach holidays, snorkeling, surfing, etc. But you have also the highlands in the center, some very high mountains for such a small island where it can get really cold, really windy. And especially when you start the early morning hikes could get to very low degrees where you need not just your gear for laying on the beach, but proper hiking equipment, rainproof jackets and warm layers underneath as every proper hiking trip. So that's highly recommended when it comes to packing for such a trip. Okay, great tip there. So when it comes to activities and things to do, we already said there's beaches, obviously, but beside of beaches, what is on the island or in specific towns or cities that a traveler should go and see? As I already mentioned, the diversity of possibilities that you have on Sri Lanka were one of my key reasons or key takeaways why to travel to the island. So it's not only very nice beach destination where you can have activities like relaxing on the beach. You have surfing spots in specific areas of the island, also very well-known places among surfers, also for beginners, also especially for very advanced surfers. You have a lot of whale watching activities. Sometimes of the year, you can even spot the big blue whales in Sri Lanka, a very well-reasoned pricing compared to other destinations around the world where you can have these activities. So you have all around water activities, as I 
I also mentioned, you have the highlands where a lot of hiking takes place, proper hiking to very nice sunset, sunrise destinations, hiking through the tea plantains where you have this famous Sri Lanka or Ceylon tea. So a lot of hiking and outdoor activities, all the cultural experience. So in Sri Lanka, you have a lot of cities where you can experience not only the nowadays Hindu and Buddhist temples, which are for us one by one, a very nice site to visit and very exotic, colorful, special smells, tastes, and so on, but also very old ruins of former kingdoms with huge pagodas and amazing cities and sites to travel to. Just to name a few, you have big, big temples in Dambulla, Polovanaruna, and very long and difficult to remember names but amazing places to travel to. And the nice thing about the travel to Sri Lanka is you can mix among them. You can go from a few days beach holiday to the center where you have the tea fields and can experience all this culture around the tea making and tea producing. You can have a hike in the afternoon, then you can travel to maybe cultural experience as a one day trip. Coming back to the highlands, have a day of hike, going down to the south and having beach holidays again. So it's very diverse and you can, especially with the round trip, mix it up quite nicely that you not only have one week of beach holiday, one week of hiking, one week of culture in the sequence, which especially for me would be a little bit boring, just spending one or two weeks on the beach. But this mix makes it very special and very nice. I have been there three weeks, which felt in the end like months because you you experience so much, so many different activities in all over the place. Quite amazing. Okay. Now, it seems so that the distances are not that far if you want to experience different things. How do you get around? What kind of transportation are you using? That highly depends on your budget. Like in many other destinations, the island, as you were just mentioning, is not too big. So it was easy, doable to see most of the country within three weeks. Most of the travelers choose a special kind of round trip because one and only international airport is in the west of the island. So it makes sense to do any kind of round trip and on the west coast, depending on your time budget, you can expand this circle to every place basically on the island or everything you want to travel to up north is the less touristy area because most of the people focus on the high lights in the center and on the south coast then going back to the airport that would be the most untouristy area and how to get around on this small island so we choose different kinds of transport so it can vary from the private driver, the private shuttle, which you can book very easily online, or they also have specific apps like their own Uber, or in such countries, it's very famous to go by a tuk-tuk, like in India or Africa, streets are full of tuk-tuks, but they have also apps even to get this tuk-tuk to you, like an Uber car. And with this kind of transportation, you can always choose, do you want to have a private shuttle or do you want to try to share with others but also private shuttle was depending on the distance very very reasonable we traveled from the west coast to the center with only about 20 euros for two people in a private car so transportation was quite cheap that time not using a car or a tuk-tuk 
there is another option which is the public bus which costs you depending on the distance something below one euro for several hours to go there so it's of course not the most comfortable way of traveling but it's for sure an experience using this local public bus and for your travel budget that you can go from one city or one destination to another for less than one euro that's just not possible within europe to travel that cheap and a fourth way to travel and i think for sri lanka it's the most famous it's the train Maybe some of you already have seen pictures from this train where people just leaning out of the doors of the train, sometimes even kissing each other or doing some nice poses. And that was the train ride from Kandy to the central highlights, uh, to the highlands, which are around the town of or city of Ella. The train stops in a lot of cities and you can decide whether you run approximately six, seven hours the whole distance to Ella or whether you plan any stops in between depending on the destinations you have and the activities you want to do. This train is not only a famous tourist attraction, which offers great views to the amazing landscape and from my point of view, an amazing experience. It's a proper way of transportation, which offers another possibility of going from point A to point B in Sri Lanka. Okay, yeah. Now you lifted the secret on the very famous Instagram train and where it is with the very low safety standards, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. So I was myself surprised. So you see all these pictures. You imagine it's really, really difficult to get to this situation, leaning out of a door and everything. So it's the biggest challenge was to my surprise in some of the coaches or wagons to get a spot at the door because of course everyone wants to have their pictures everyone is prepared with a lot of equipment to do the pictures and to have their famous instagram picture from the train ride in sri lanka and depending on how long people want to pose and eating out of the door it can be really really difficult to get your time and that was more challenging than having any security standards which prevent you from leaning out of the door because in these trains, the doors are always open. And my tip from that train ride was just going to a different traveling class. So I think we had the second class booked and there are hardly people in the first class. But of course, the doors there are also open. Nobody cares if you sit in this door or lean out. It's not that you are put away because it's not your traveling class. So that was really nice. Personally, I set myself, I think most of the train ride, I was sitting on the floor, in the door and letting the landscape pass by because it's just amazing. It's not just a way of transportation in Sri Lanka, but it's a scenic ride. In other countries, you pay a lot of money to get a scenic ride within a train like in Switzerland, through the Alps or in other countries. So in Sri Lanka, you can easily combine both. Okay, amazing insider tip there. Now, Sri Lanka, and I want to touch on this topic briefly, has a bit of a dark history. So they had a civil war going on for quite some time. It's not there anymore. They're in peace now. But during your travel, did you experience anything from this past history on what has happened there? Or is it still ingrained in the society? Anything that you could feel as a visitor? I think civil war was especially between the majority of people there and some local minorities. These were especially in the north of the country. So the part which I mentioned is maybe the less touristic. That's also the part I have not been traveling to. So 
on my journey, I had no interference with this past in history. So today it felt, as I mentioned, quite safe. In the beginning of 2022, there was, and I think in parts there still is, an economic crisis going on in Sri Lanka, which in this time traveling there, tourists were not affected in a direct way. So we just experienced one day of lockdown for the local people to prevent demonstrations during the weekend. But Tourists were excluded. So as we were apparently not there to demonstrate against the government, so things were open for tourists. It was a really strange sight to see a huge Asian city completely quiet and no people on the street, which is not thinkable in any way. Normally 24 hours, seven days a week, everything is busy and streets are full with people and cars and tuk-tuks. You were influenced on an indirect way because petrol and diesel were limited. So there were queues in front of the petrol stations. And from now to then, there was an issue with electricity, but only in the smaller accommodations and restaurants. All the big ones have their diesel tanks and supply on their own. But of course, everyone was arguing with a little bit increased pricing because Obviously, they had to pay more for petrol. So I just stopped bargaining with the tuk-tuk drivers about getting cheaper rates, which you normally do. Bargaining with the people for everything. Basically, it's that kind of country. But in this case, when you just imagine what is the converted back to euros, the value you're bargaining for and just say, okay, yeah, maybe they really have increased pricing on petrol and still need to earn their money. And we are discussing about 50 cents. I say, okay, yeah, that's no reason for me to go on bargaining because it's yeah. Okay. No, obviously as a traveler, you're always giving something back to the country, to the people. And I think that's a good way to do so. Cool. Ton of good tips in there. I think it's a destination that definitely should be on everyone's travel list. I understand on your website, on your blog, you help people with getting ready for kind of journeys. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. At the moment, we have various articles on Sri Lanka, not only the highlights, but some very specific insights on hikings within the country, destinations in the South, how to get there and so on. It's a good overview for people who are interested in traveling to Sri Lanka, what's the main things to see, the best things to do, and so on, just to get a first overview. And if there are more questions, we are more than happy to help finding the answers to all the questions. Okay, so where can people find out more about you? My blog is journeycation.com, which offers all the insights, the same name at journeycation at Instagram and so on. I'm pretty sure you will link the proper names to the show notes. And if people are interested, we are happy to help and preparing your trip to this amazing country, Sri Lanka, which I can highly recommend to everyone. And just one comment. When I say everyone, I mean everyone. That was really surprising in Sri Lanka when you observed a little bit the kind of travelers on the street because as the country with all the different destinations and possibilities to do, the travelers were also really diverse. You could see it's a country for the really low budget adventure backpackers who can afford everything because also not only transportation is cheap, but also food activities. Everything is really, really cheap. So it's a great destination for backpackers who have to keep a close eye on the budget. It was a very nice destination for couples 
because you have all these amazing spots to take pictures. You have the train ride, palm beaches, sunsets, whatever, snorkeling with turtles. So that was also a very nice destination for couples. There were a lot of families traveling there, families with very young children, because apparently it felt very safe to travel there. It's very affordable to have your own transportation. If you don't want to travel with your kids in the old local buses, you can easily afford some proper transportation with a private driver. And it was also visible that there were a lot of retired people or maybe just older travelers in average, because with making transportation between the different spots quite easy and offering that diversity of things to do and things people could be interested in. There were also a lot of people making use of this great infrastructure and nice countries. There was one of the countries where I was really surprised that there were not just the only one side of the traveling range or the other, but it was just very diverse. So every budget, every age, every family status could be seen there traveling around and enjoying the nice country. Okay, no, that sounds great. And I think people, listeners to this episode will have a good overview of what they can do. And hopefully we have motivated a few people to get there and visit Sri Lanka as it is nowadays. Phil, thanks so much for this overview. I really appreciate that. I will put the links in the show notes. Then you're just one click away. And I talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for having me, Klaus. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hey, Klaus here. Before you leave, I have a question. Are you a traveler? Do you have a favorite travel destination or favorite travel experiences that you would like to share with the world? Then become a guest on the Why We Travel podcast. Simply message me and I will get you all the details for becoming interview guest. And then we take it from there. That's it for now. I see you in the next episode and have a great day.